What what do I do if I lost my chicken? <laughs> you go on the yeah, you go on the oh, next you put it on the neighborhood app. <laughs> hey, what's up everyone? This is Jason Tucker, this is WP Water Cooler, and we're on episode number one oh five. Today we're gonna be talking about simple modifications for any WordPress theme. We're gonna go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Let's start with Natalie. Oh, you're starting with me? I am. Well, hello everyone. I'm Natalie MacLees. I'm founder and principal of Purple Pen Productions and also the author of jQuery for Designers, which just released its second edition. And you're doing Ooh. podcasts for it too, which is just I amazing. Am. Every Tuesday. That's awesome. I wonder what that was. Very cool. How about you, Russ? Uh, I'm Russell. I do WordPress support. I'm in Las Vegas, and uh, I'm just a fan of WordPress. Very nice. How about you, Say? Um, I was tweeting. Sorry, my name is Say Reed, and I do all sorts of things with WordPress. Talk about WordPress. Teach people WordPress. Make WordPress. Love WordPress. Eat WordPress. Sleep WordPress. And participate in the neighborhood app. And participate in Nextdoor app. And um, you can find me on all the things at Say Read Media. Tweet me, baby, one more time. <laughs> How about you, Steve? <laughs> Why do I always have to follow Say? <laughs> damn, damn alphabetical order. I am, I am the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress meetup, and we will be meeting tonight. Nice. Hey, Steve, look, your last name starts with a Z. We go by the first name here. You, yeah. You get to benefit. It's, it's great. I'm used to being last, so it's nice. Same here with T, man. It's, it sucks. How about you, Suzette? Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank, and I am a front-end developer at Web Dev Studios, and I blog at SuzetteFrank.com, and I like WordPress. Nice. I like WordPress. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me on Twitter, Jason Tucker, and I blog all about audio and video stuff at WPMedia.pro. So, Suzette, this topic is all about you. Yay! <laughs> all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> Suzette brought on this topic. She was like, this sounds like a great one. I'd love to, you know, talk a little bit about uh, modifying WordPress themes and just doing small modifications just to make big impact. Right, Suzette? Yes. yes. This is based off a project that I'm working on, and it's actually multi-site. So I wanted to find the best way to make quick modifications to multi-site. But then this is also a topic at one of the more recent SoCal WordPress themes or um, meetups, where we talked about how to make simple custom um, CSS modifications and different ways to do that. Somebody has some notes. Actually, you're actually organized wow. for the water cooler. What the hell? What is going on here? Research. That, that actually notes? may cause a rift in the space-time continuum. I know. I know. I'm so I confused. What's going on? What I think is funny is we've done 105 episodes of this, and finally somebody says, "I have notes." <laughs> I I thought about it. I thought about some things that I could say. Well, one, th one thing I know that I wanted Still to make sure write them mentioned, down. according to my notes there, right. yeah, yeah, was um, that you make sure or you determine if this is code that needs to be portable or not, you know, whether you can save it to the database or you have to save it to a theme file. So I was um, thinking that was one thing that you should definitely consider. What's what the happened to the word for, simple for, in this topic? For our audience, what's the difference? <laughs> 
So if you use Edit CSS or Jetpack like Edit CSS or Simple Custom CSS and add that to your theme, it will load the style sheet in after your theme files. But it's saving those modifications to the database. So when you go to migrate that, those settings are not transferred over. So if you, it's going to be something that you're going to be migrating later, you might want to keep that in mind and then maybe go with a child theme instead because that that allows your code to be more portable and you can take that same code and put it on different sites. I um I found a like a new plugin that I hadn't seen before that is a child theme creator. So within What's the admin, I will find theme. out probably. One click child theme. Is it one Because um, that one's kind of old. It hasn't been updated in over two years. Um, no, it is the Orbeusius. Orbeusius. <laughs> All right, easy for you to say. I think it's. I think it's. Or, yeah, I think it's Orbeusius. Orbeusius. Does that have some sort of like Greek meaning? Am I like saying something I dirty? I don't, I don't know. I don't know who names their technologies, but this, this technology this needs has problems. This was seriously. This one's better oh than grunt gosh. or gulp. So one check mark. No, 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 no. You grunt and gulp your bourbon. Um. Anyway, it's called uh, uh, Orbeusius because I think what you just said, Suzette, is actually really important because. Even if you're, you know, sometimes when I'm developing themes for um, clients at the SPDC, I'm not developing themes, configuring themes, um, and maybe do a little tiny customization, like, for example, you know, the widgets. I have no idea why the damn default title widget is, like, you know, two feet from the actual text of the widget, you know? Have you oh, anyone yeah. noticed that? And think two feet? The most annoying thing on the planet. Yes. Two feet is actually 290 pixels. I don't think that's accurate. Wait, let me get my let me get my pixel calculator. I'm just I'm just I'm doing the math in my head. Wait, it is way better for you if you just say that that is correct. You need to just go with that. Two feet, 290. You'll be in the clear. Anyway, now all I'm thinking about is pixels. Kirsten, I'll help you out. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the point is, is if you go in there, you know, just use your edit CSS through Jetpack or whatever, just to um, tighten up that letting a little bit on the title and whatever. But then, if you switch themes, you lose that, and even if you go back to that theme, you lose it also. So I find that super duper annoying. Um, of course, I always just copy it into some scratch folder when I'm doing that, but. Um, in order to prevent that, that the child theming thing that you're talking about, Suzette, I think is a really great point. But somebody actually brought up another good way to do it without doing a child theme is you could actually make a plugin that just enqueues a style sheet <laughs> as another way. Wait, and who can, can make a plugin that enqueues a style sheet? I the can. clients or you can? I can. You can. <laughs> I can. Can the audience? Oh, I know that's I so can easy. Do that too. So Natalie and Russell, Natalie and Russell raised their hands. So I can do if, it. If you, need, if you need that done, hire them. Yeah. And, and not to mention, I would do it with jQuery. I'm just saying. But here's the thing. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm if you're enjoying the style sheet, Ruby on Rails is that a problem? We're going no, no. into back end development. Right? Go on, say I'm sorry. Go on. I'm just filling time. I just, I heard Python, and it's two feet, I'm just lost it, I have nothing left. Go on. It's over. Um, you actually, killed it. 
the thing that we've come across lately is a lot of like customized or third-party themes are in not including PHP blog info in the header, and that actually messes up your theme when you install something like uh, Yoast SEO. You know, Wait, why would they do that? They're using a custom function inside, like the, the theme does its own SEO, and they don't want you to use the plugin, or they want you to use the theme SEO, so they create their own function, and then somebody jumps on YouTube and sees Yoast is the best way to go, and then their theme breaks. Um, I think that theme developers who do that are lame and should be shunned. <laughs> Wait, what? Shunned. 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 Okay. Oh, it's way different than what I heard. Yeah. That's not what By I heard. Way, just on the side note of shunned, I just know no one's. We need to like put Charlie the unicorn around. It needs to do the rounds again. I've been thinking about old memes. We need to, that one needs to come around. I'm gonna post that today. Okay. Okay. Charlie non-believer! Shun! I heard Sharknado. Shun. That's what I heard. Shun! Shun! Let's go to Charlie Mountain. No, Charlie. <laughs> Candy Mountain. Not Charlie Mountain. That's different. So, Russa, I've, 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 I've seen that problem happen where they, they don't actually, they don't actually uh, uh, filter that, filter that, uh, that hook in, to make the changes, so then it just, like, it breaks everything. Well, I mean, like, in one aspect, it's smart because if you don't, if you just want a theme that does it all, it's a great way to get started. But if but you, you want, don't, you but, don't want a theme that does it all because there's no portability with that. You can't upgrade for that, and then I, you're just stuck. And I'm definitely there. not arguing that, but what I'm saying is, is, you know, like, the way that WordPress was marketed in some ways was that you can do it all in the theme, and then you get somebody who's like, I want to take it upon myself to learn, and they jump on YouTube, and now it's all gone. So who markets, who markets WordPress yeah, as who, being all in the theme? That's I've never the heard it marketed word. that way. All I do is rail against that in everything that I do. Like, well, literally, half of my talk at WordCamp LAX was about how that's not shouldn't be. Oh, well, I agree. That's what my WordCamp talk in Reno was, that it should all be in a plugin, not in a theme. So let's not encourage that or even express that that's a thing and shun those people. Again, more shunning. And um, <laughs> encourage them not to. If, if you have a theme, here's my opinion. If you have a theme that does all that stuff, ditch it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> how do I know that I have a theme like that does all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, how do you know that? Yeah, if I'm just a normal user, how do I know? Um, well, if, basically, the way that I describe it to my clients and in my classes is that uh, the theme is all about how things look, and the plugins are all about what stuff does. So the theme should not ever do anything, like slide something or show you something. The theme should just be styles and looks and colors and layout, and that is pretty much it. And that's, that's what I teach people. So I would like to, con you know. I don't want to get too techy here. <laughs> but <laughs> isn't that isn't that isn't that isn't that changing a little bit now that the customizer uh, is in is in place? You know, a lot of these a lot of these things are kind of moving back into the theme now that WordPress wants us to put things into the customizer. First of all, I have seen so much stuff go into the customizer now. Themes are changing kind of rapidly into the customizer, which is super exciting. I write my blog posts in the customizer. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What, yeah. what, For our audience, that's not a good idea. I I know, um, what what plugin? I have never seen that type of functionality in the customizer ever. 
I stopped I'm, using Photoshop and I just crop all my images at the customizer. I'm just saying, I'm just saying there's, been, there's been trends. There's been trends to go put all your functions in a plugin, keep all your functions in a theme, put some here, some there. So it, it changes. Well, I'm not saying functions like functions, the PHP file functions. I'm saying functions like functionality functions, different functions. I don't understand the difference. <laughs> well, what is a file and has holds... You know, the, I mean, okay, technically they're the same, but when I'm talking about functions, I'm not. I'm talking about functionality, like the word and things that stuff that it does, as opposed to functions.php. Okay, all right, you missed the .php part. Now I understand. I'm always a fan of putting <laughs> everything. What was the topic today? Yeah, what are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Advanced Sorry, Chris, go ahead. I'm always, I'm always a fan of putting everything into a plugin just in case for whatever uh, core breaks or if a theme manipulates the customizer. It's all in the plugin. It's all in my database. I can't go wrong with that. So I want to hear from Suzette from her notes because this gets yeah. back here. Back to Suzette's notes. Back on the rail. What, what do you have that you could teach us that might actually be something other than rampant speculation? <laughs> What's on your notes? What the hell on my notes? What's point oh, number two? Point number two. Well, my point number two, let's see what I put. <laughs> Oh. oh my god, this, well, this, is, this, is, this may be points. one of our worst shows. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, my fault. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's not I wrote some, some different ways to make modifi simple modifications to your theme, and one of them was using Edit CSS and Jetpack, or using some simple custom CSS was another solution. But those save those to the database. So... What Say was suggesting is that we use the... Did you ever find the name of that child theme? Oh, wait, it was that weird Latin. Orbisius. Orbisius. Uh, or, or, Orbisius. 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 <laughs> it's like There's the nature And then... Um, I think they just made that word up, by the way. Go you on, don't think Suzette. It's like a real... <laughs> That's all I got. I just wanted to make sure this. That was all your notes. <laughs> nice. You don't take very good notes. No, I have lots of notes. They don't make any sense, and they're doodles. It's just doodles. That's what I was going to say. You just have drawings everywhere. You like. It's like every other word. It's awesome. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious here. Okay. All right. Uh, there's something something you said a few times here that you know you don't do certain things a certain way because when you change your theme, it's going to go away. How often do people change their theme? Not very often. I, well, no, I mean, really, should our audience be worried about that? It depends on where they're at. Like, if they're a starter, for example, like with my clients, I start them on a super basic theme, and then six months to a year after they've gotten the hang of it, then I, uh, you know, counsel them to move to a premium theme or something like that, or at least start off on a simple premium theme. But especially for small businesses that are starting, a lot of changes in that first time. You know, you, have, you you don't really know what you're trying to get out of your website before you start it until it's going and it's running. And then, you know, a year later or so, you kind of like, you're like, okay, well, I actually need this and this and I need it to look like this. So I think people should change themes like they change their phones. So like every year to two years, you change, you change out. Uh, 
I'm not sure. Well, I'm gonna. Well, it does, yeah, I think it depends on the site because none of my I've I've never changed a theme for any of my clients. It's but you always, design their sites. I do. Like so, they're custom themes. They're not well, just out there getting themes. Are you right. building the Are you building the theme as a child theme to something else, or no. are you doing not at all? Okay. Well, see, here's the thing: is is that if you don't do that, then the functions that are built into that are going to be essentially like landlocked, and they're not going to be updated in, in any way after that. So, if you have deprecated uh, functions that are in there, they're not going to get updated. Right. So, using and you know using our best friend Genesis or using something like that where you're building off of a child theme, then you end up, uh, you know, kind of benefiting from that a little bit. Yeah. Like, that's one of the benefits of using underscores. Well, as a, as a, not really, well, I guess no. you're not supposed actually, to use no. a child theme. It's not. It's actually, yeah, no. it's actually one Forget of the Forget what I just said. It's one of the problems totally wrong. underscores because uh, once you once you make an underscores theme, you're taking that snapshot in time. That's it, yeah. and it never updates itself. I actually never make child themes, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. No, that brings up a great point, though. That we we I don't think anyone's ever really talked about that. Is why does something like automatic or why is something like uh like uh that uh that, that theme, why is it, why does that theme exist or that theme generator exist if it's not generating something that can be kind of upgraded from? You know, it's just like you're you're essentially building just this one snapshot theme with all that functionality thing and everything all built into it, and you're not actually going to have some type of like core, you know, theme that's going to be updated. I think child themes are brilliant. I think we should use them more for specifically that reason. But child themes are only as good as, as you know, the amount of as customization that you do, too. It's right. all genetics. <laughs> well, it is, but it's, it's, it's not just that, too, because, I mean, that's why, like, template parts exist, so that way you're not having, like, the entire file be updated. You're only updating just a part of that, of that file. Um, can we move on to another point? Or oh. are we still talking about this Yes, one? of course. Kind of, I don't okay. know. Do, you, do you have some notes? <laughs> I have notes. These are my notes from the WordCamp yeah. LAX after party. Nacho bar. Mushrooms? <laughs> um, or maybe that's not from the camp party. Never mind. Um, okay. That's nacho bar. <laughs> that's funny. So Thank you. one of the things that I've recently been exploring um, in, 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 in talking about in my talks are these uh, this this relatively new trend at this point of plugins that do modifications for style. Like, for example, Thrive, uh, which is a premium plugin that you install and you can make buttons and columns and all of this stuff, and it lives in the plugin instead of in the theme, so you could change themes all you want and you'll still have your fancy schmance columns and that type of stuff. There's a Visual Builder and Velocity page by the Mark Jaquith. And, um, Did you say it was called Thrive? Thrive, yes. Okay. Thrive Content Builder, um, which is really interestingly built. I've like discovered this whole world within Thrive of this guy who's like a super marketer and like his name's like Shane or Sean or something, and um, he has like all these videos and he has squeeze pages for like his themes and stuff with like videos on top. You must watch this now. It'll change everything. And I usually hate that stuff. But he has like an accent. Yeah, wow. So I'm like. He has an accent. That's all that needs okay. to happen is, is <laughs> that she have an accent. She buys everything off of infomercials. It's awesome. So sad. <laughs> oh, it's really sad. But um, anyway, so he's got a really interesting ecosystem happening over there. But I've actually played a lot with Thrive lately 
for my various talks, and um, it's actually pretty cool to use. Uh, Barley is another one of those on-page, you know, kind of editors that does stuff that, you know, it's not in short code. You're looking at it, and it's you get to design it. So that's a way, because I think the theme is really just the shell. You know, it's just the, the basic layout, and I think a lot of the times what people are wanting is ways to manipulate their content, like to put things in co columns and to put buttons and things like that. And um, I think that that is kind of dangerous to use um, short codes from within a theme because then if you change your theme, not only do you lose your content, but you've got these like crazy weird short codes all in there, you know? Yeah. Yep. But you can also uh, short codes collide with one another too. So if you have a, a theme that has something... When short codes collide... It's true. I mean, you can have a short code that does that does one thing, and then you can have, but that's a, that's in a plugin, and you can have the other one that's in the actual theme itself. And if they're using the exact same names, then it can blow up in your face too. Yeah, if they're using, if, if they're using if they're using like the same class, or like if they're if they're both using like a data type set from like Modernizer, that could really mess things up. Yeah, it's usually oh columns. Gosh, People totally just use the word column, and it's like good job. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually really for, frustrating. Okay, so for the developers out there, uh, name your function Ooh. the name of the plugin first, and then underscore the name of what you want it to do. I'm sorry. Jetpack. 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 Sorry. We have jetpack friends that participate on this, on the water cooler. So. Yeah, I was specifically yeah, talking to Ben and George. Them, if you make fun of George, <laughs> you can at least have them on the show. Then you can they're all, they're all um, in Utah skydiving right now, so really, I'm okay with that. Why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane? That's a great point. I had actually a client who was really confused about the whole .com, .org thing, and we hadn't had, we'd only had like a really brief meeting. And so she was like, thought she was, you know, taking initiative and awesomeness, and went all on .com. And she came in and she's like, they're on vacation. And I was like, what's on vacation? And I didn't even know she was talking about .com. Um, I thought she was talking about the software. And I was like, what are you saying? I don't know what words <laughs> you're using. It's like not possible for it to leave. Um, and I finally figured out she's talking about the support at WordPress.com. They have like a, a message up that says, "Sorry, we're all at a meeting. You can't use for this week." Did you Russell, tell her, you did brought you tell up her a, contact support at yourface.com? <laughs> yeah. Russell, you brought up a good, you brought up a good thing in the in our in our little inner in our chat here uh, talking about pods. Yeah, that yeah. you know. So talk a little bit about that. How does how how would that um, help somebody that's trying to do very small changes to their to their theme? Well, like, uh, a lot of themes are already set in their ways. They only echo out, like, the title and the blog area, and, like, that's about it. With pods, again, it stores it inside of the plugin and not in the theme. Somebody just walked behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I have ghosts. I'm just saying. <laughs> and Steve um, has ADD, so we're good. It's fine. Oh, Luke, there he goes again. <laughs> nice. Um, but so the pl the pods plugin lets you create like custom content types, like taxonomies, custom post types, meta fields, stuff like that, and easy changes like that that can be integrated from a plugin, but store or that can still be used in your theme. That helps save a lot of time on the development side when you switch themes out, but you want to like replace that field here. It's easy to echo that out, and you don't have to like rebuild it again. What is, I don't, I haven't even looked at this plugin. What does it actually do? 
It creates custom post types, taxonomies, uh, like meta fields, uh, crazy kind of stuff like that, but it's all free. So it's competitive yeah, with something like types and views. Yeah, it would be uh, one of its competitors. I don't think the DIY folks out there, if there are, I don't really know who is our audience, really. Um, but uh, well, that's, that's the DIY people out there, like, I think that's taking it to a, the next level of confusion. Like, so when here, we say things like, oh, it's so easy, just create some custom post types and, you know, change your meta boxes, and they're like, Sure, but here's the thing though, say, is that people Wix. go on Google and they do they do Google searches and they're like, all I want to do is make my make my text for my sub, you know, for the actual title of the post be all capital letters. How do I do that? And so they'll go on Google and they'll type in WordPress capital letters title, and then there's somebody who's talking about a CSS mod. There's somebody else who's talking about something that they can use to you know change the string within you know. You can use jQuery. Yeah. So there's all sorts of stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. even though the target audience could be, like, you know, our parents, it could also be somebody who's, you know, that's, you know, knows how to do WordPress a little bit more. Knows you know, what, what functions.php file is. Yeah, and so one of, the, one of the posts, or one of the things I was going to share with you guys is this, there's this plugin called Functionality. They'll actually generate a function, um, generate a, um, a plugin that uses kind of like a replacement for functions.php, but it'll, it'll work that's, on the actual um, WordPress site versus, I mean, as a plugin versus something that's within the theme. What's so, that one called? That one's called Functionality. Oh, cool! I'm gonna check that out. That sounds really interesting. There's is a couple. The, is that the same one that like, uh, or the same thing that Bill Erickson did, where it like creates a core that you do? Is it the same thing? It's like that, but it's creates not exactly a core one. that you do. Can we elaborate on that sentence? <laughs> no, that's actually that's a little that's, bit. That's actually my bumper sticker, so no, I'm not going to elaborate. <laughs> the core that you do. <laughs> Did core. No, uh, no, 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 no. I know which one you're talking about. The, the core functionality plugin by Bill Erickson. Yeah. yeah. That, that, um, his post is a little old, but the uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share that in the... Um, in our show notes here, so you guys can take a look at it. But he, yeah, he's built one that's uh, that's that's listed within the uh, uh, the repo that you can check out. So, do you use the functionality plugin a lot? Like, what's your experience with it? I don't use a lot. I just go in there and you know create my own functionality plugin. So, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't use something like this. But if you're not familiar enough with how to add a couple lines of code to the top of uh, a PHP file and put it in its own folder. Um, you know, this thing will spin one of those up for you. I think that it's really interesting um, how, you know, there's that gap. It's like you either know how to do it or you don't know how to do it and you're looking for a plugin, but sometimes the plugins are even just as complicated as knowing how to do it. Natalie, I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. <Thank> you. <laughs> when you're doing your own jQuery, are you uh, are you enqueuing a script or do you put it in the plugin? What what is your common preference? Well, it depends on what it is. If it's something that's really specific to the theme, then I'll just enqueue a script in the theme. If it's something that I'm building, like a special kind of slideshow that presumably they'd want to carry over if they change themes, then I'll build a plugin and enqueue the script in the plugin. Makes sense. <laughs> well, it's. It's really, it really comes down to portability. So if you're going to use that plugin again, maybe, or if you just want to make it so that that functionality is not tied to that particular theme, then that, that works out for you too. Or it does. never change your theme. 
<laughs> or never change your theme room. That's terrible but advice for anybody. I'm like, I'm terrible, yeah, that's like, terrible advice. <laughs> you. I like, think, I mean, you know, back to that question of how often you should change your theme, which <clears throat> sounds so much like how often should you change your underwear for some reason. Um, uh, once a week. Yeah, right. What um, underwear? <laughs> well, you do live in Vegas now, so there's that. <laughs> I think it's important, with especially the quickness, the turnover of trends and design these days, I think it is important to keep your theme updated, especially for small businesses, because two years ago design can, unless it's really well done and just super classic, like it can look dated, especially if you like, for example, if now you're jumping on the parallax you know, one pager nonsense that's happening. And flat two years, in, oh, yeah, flat design. In two years, that's going to look super lame. I mean, it just is. I mean, it already does. But it will also more in two years. It's Not already, that I have an opinion. Already kind of super lame. It is already kind of super lame. It was super lame two already years ago. Already kind of super cliche. And, um,. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not a fan of the one-page parallax. I, I know some people are, but I'm o I've always been a fan of like multi-template kind of themes instead of like one page. Because a lot of the parallax themes that you see, like you create the page and then they have their own admin panels, and some theme admin panels are just bonkers, man. Like it takes they days really are. to figure them. Yeah, it's harder to figure out the, the options panel than it is to, like, I'm like, I can just build this. This would be so much easier than trying to figure out where you put the logo uploader. Like, what? Well, it would help It, it would help if it wasn't all in French, that's for sure. All right. I did want to point out one thing. There are a lot of, on, on that note. There are a lot of note, that's about that it for today. the DIY builders uh, in the uh, themes. So they use the plugin that's bundled into the theme, and they say, "Oh, you can have unlimited numbers of uh, pages." And I think that that's just a bunch of blue coffee. cut out. I think she can hear us anymore. Yeah, but, I know. So that's about it for today. Make sure you go to our website at wtwatercooler.com and check us out there. You can also subscribe to all of to us about all of the things. Lastly, we love you. Um, sorry. I, I love this. I love this topic of um, the shelf life of a theme. So I'm actually going to start up a little hashtag of. Um, uh, theme shelf life. Um, use that hashtag and tell us how long you think a theme should actually. How about hashtag change your theme? No. All right, fine. We'll go with yours. Never mind. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you very much for being on. Talk hashtag to you. theme shelf life. <laughs> Bye. Bye.